Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to today's webinar. I'm Mark Graben, Senior Advisor with Kinexus. We're very pleased to be um, hosting the webinar today titled, Why Kindness is the Key to Lean Leadership. And as you see on the slide and in the video window, um, I'm thrilled to be joined by our presenter today, Karen Ross. This is the third webinar that she's done for us um, over the years. And I encourage people to go find her previous webinars on our YouTube channel or the webinar uh, library. Um, so first off, three book winners. We uh, gave away three copies of uh, Karen's book, The Kind Leader. The way you can enter for those for future webinars is to post or repost about the webinar and use the hashtag Kinexus. So we go out and search for people who have used the hashtag um, Kinexus. Um, we, we've been doing this for other webinars and we appreciate you, you know, sharing about the webinars and it's fun to give away um, the books. So our three winners today, and we'll follow up with you if you're listening live, we'll follow up to uh, via email to get your mailing address. Uh, Don Bina, Gary Kapanowski, and Michael Huxford are our three winners. And now I feel bad. We used Don's post as an example of uh, a good way to share um, the webinar. I'm going to make an executive decision. We're going to also send a book out to Don. So we'll take care of that. But Don, thank you for um, sharing it on LinkedIn. Thanks to everybody else who did. And, and congratulations to the three book winners. Um, so uh, next, please. So um, let me introduce our panelists, um, someone I'm very pleased to call a friend, um, Karen Ross. Very excited she's here with us today. She is a long list of words we could use to describe Karen, but she proposes, uh, among others, artist, internationally acclaimed speaker, award-winning author, consultant, coach, and practitioner. As well as being the founder of KRC, Karen Ross Consulting, Karen is one of the founding mothers of uh, a group called Women in Lean, Our Table. You can find that on LinkedIn. It's a global group of more than 750 women who are lean practitioners. Karen's also the founder and president of the Love and Kindness Project Foundation, which is a registered public charity and the new school for kind leaders. Um, Karen's sixth book, and she actually has a new one I'm going to let her reveal today, now seventh book. Her sixth book was the one we're giving away here, The Kind Leader. Her other books include how to Coach for Creativity and Service Excellence, the Shingo Award-winning book, The Toyota Way to Service Excellence, and Big Karma and Little Cosmo Help Each Other. Um, proceeds from her books fund the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. When not traveling, Karen spends time designing and sewing her own clothes. And uh, I encourage you to follow Karen on LinkedIn for uh, inspirational posts daily uh, about creativity, kindness, continuous improvement, the, the new dress that she's made, or uh, your Saturday creativity time is often a, a subject of posts, right? Or today's post is about my nail polish and mistakes. <laughs> so I encourage people to go um, go look at that post. So um, with, with that, Karen, um, let me kind of hand things over to you for, for your presentation and facilitation here today. Thank you again for being with us. Thank you so much, Mark. And today we're going to talk about why kindness is the key to lean leadership. And I have been to many trainings, webinars, and I've 
heard a lot about leadership and read a lot about lean leadership, and I have rarely heard the word kindness mentioned. So um, what we're going to do today in our time together, because I always like to have a target, um, that through our interaction, we are going to learn about what kindness is and isn't, why kind leadership is the key to lean leadership, and also, Mark, you said that uh, I'm a practitioner and I'm a very practical person, is we're going to learn about what you can do and how to be a kinder leader starting today. Now, Mark and I have talked for many, many hours and many, many times about lean and about leadership and about kindness. And one of the reasons that today's presentation, when we started to talk about this webinar, is going to be actually interactive is that I think that people learn by doing and that I'm not really into talking at people. So there's going to be a lot of interaction. I'm going to really encourage you and ask you to please use that comment to um, state your ideas. And what do you think Mark is going to be so kind as to help read them for me? And we can have a discussion along the way because I really want you to come out of today's presentation, understanding and being able to make a choice to do the things that will make you a kindly leader. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. Okay. All right. Before COVID, I traveled the world teaching and speaking. And when the pandemic hit, just like everybody else here, I was in my studio, which you can see behind me. And because I wasn't traveling all the time, I had a lot of time to spend reflecting and thinking about the past. But not only thinking about the past, I really started to think a lot about the future and what a kinder, better world looked like to me. And I, I'd like to start today by asking you to close your eyes for a moment and really think about what a kinder, better future looks like for you. So everybody close your eyes and I'll tell you when to open them. All right. So I'd like you to, first of all, keep that thought about what a kinder, better future looks like to you in your mind as we go through um, this webinar session together. And if you would like, please feel free to put in the chat what a kinder, better world looks like for you. As we're waiting those to, to come in, I'm going to tell just a quick 10-second story of at the beginning of COVID times, what kindness looked like to me was Karen here sending me a mask in the mail that she had sewn and put together. And that was a time when we were just starting to wear masks. You couldn't buy proper masks in places. So Karen, thank you for your kindness there. Um, so people are putting in the chat, accepting more meaningful interactions, truth matters, people respecting each other, listening fully, more love and understanding to each other, listening, start by being kind to yourself so you can be kind to others, um, not jumping into conclusions to yell at someone, less politicizing, feeling safe to be honest, uh, people helping one another, people not going hungry, um, affordable medication, people looking out for each other, uh, more family time, community outreach through my church, 
meeting people's needs, common courtesy, listening to understand, not respond, cooperate, co-create better, better future, uh, helping each other out and reaching out, enjoying time at work, laughing. Um, kindness looks like respect, responding in a kind manner rather than being nasty when there's a difference of opinion, uh, being considerate, active listening and helping others, seeing people as whole people, and uh, starting to slow down here, being present. Hey, I have to say, I love all of those, right? And just think, even if we had a fraction, how much kinder and better this world would be for all of us. We're all here together. We've all got to live in this world together, right? I always say uh, that the world is, the, the globe is big, but the world is small. And we're actually, no matter where we are, we're neighbors of each other. So I'd like to start out by asking you some questions, right? I'm sure that we have a lot of lean leaders on this webinar session, and I'm sure we have a lot of people who have a lot of ideas about what good lean leadership looks like. And so I'm going to tell you a little story. So this is my friend, uh, Peter Ayello, and I'm super proud of Peter because he's worked really hard and he just got a really big promotion to director of pharmacy for a full hospital uh, in the north Northeast. And he's been a manager of a team before, mm -hmm. and he's been a leader. And he's actually just finished his lean black belt. And he spent, he has an MBA. He spent a lot of time studying leadership and studying lean. And he was like super excited to get this promotion. And then he called me up and he said, Karen, I'm panicking. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, you know, it suddenly occurred to me, just like in chapter one of The Kind Leader, when you talk about, you know, all of these systems that we learn about leadership under, he said, it suddenly struck me that as I start this new job and I want to be a lean leader, I'm mired in these old systems. And I'm thinking about what is it that I specifically want to do differently as I take on this director of pharmacy role? What is it that I should do? Help me think it through to start this role as a lean leader. So what I'd like you to do is take a couple of moments and we're going to put some ideas in the chat for Peter. And I want you to think about, well, what should P Peter do differently hmm. as a lean leader? And I want you to be as specific as you can. So I don't want you to say he should be humble. Hmm. That's really general. How does someone be humble? How does someone show? What do they do? What do they actually do as a lean leader to show their humility? Hmm. I don't want you to say, okay, he should go and see. Hmm. Because we can go and see many different ways. Yeah. What should Raymond, what should he do when he goes to see? So I'd like you to take a few moments and we're going to gather all of our wisdom <laughs> today to give Peter some advice about what he should do as a new, new lean leader. And if you can put that in the chat, mm -hmm. that will be great. Yeah. Um, 
So there's a, a number of comments. I'll, I'll look at the ones that came after the, the prompt to be specific. Um, be a question asker versus a director of tasks. Uh, coach, not fix. Start building a lean culture by providing training to frontline people. Um, going to Gemba to learn what people's issues are and what they need to do their jobs better. Um, have lunch with people that report to him. The way to build team is to, to eat together. Uh, meet his staff and ask questions about their work, processes, problems, and improvements to learn. Spend a full day, spend a day working side by side with the staff to fully understand their wants and needs. Uh, learn people's names. Don't just walk the Gemba, work the Gemba. Um, listen and ask questions to understand. Stop being a problem solver and develop your skills to your coaching skills to develop problem solvers. Um, ask people what they think versus having all the answers yourself. Um, boy, a lot of great stuff here in the chat. And in fact, we're going to share, I'll make sure this gets shared on the, the recording page for um, the episode. Meet with each team member. Learn each team member's goals and desires. Use data to drive improvement. Hold space for people to just be as humans. Um, provide feedback based on specific requirements that were defined. Define what he does now. Yeah. Uh, empower frontline workers to suggest improvements and assist with change. So what, what are your reactions to to those uh, specific enough for, I mean, a lot of great thoughts. Right. A lot of great thoughts. And so I'm going to say that, first of all, there's a lot of different thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I wanted to do this is that there's a lot of different ideas about what lean leadership is and what we should do. Some of them, I would say, are not specific enough. How do you empower someone, right? What is it as the leader that you do to empower someone? When you go to Gemba and you ask a question, what happens next? After you ask that question, how do you decide what kind of question to ask, right? And so I want people to really think about this because there's a lot of generalities about what lean leadership is about and what lean leaders should do. But I think what we're missing, honestly, is a really practical guide mm. for people to say, as a lean leader, here are here are the specific actions that you can take. And you're going to see as we go along that action is very important and kindness is about action. So mm. thank you, everybody, for sharing your thoughts and ideas. And what I'd like to do now is talk to you and let you know something that has been the probably most important thing for me in thinking about and learning about lean leadership. And this is probably my favorite uh, lean book, Taiichi Ono's Workplace Management. And you can see that yeah. <laughs> I have a million post-it notes here from reading and rereading over the years. And I'm going to read to you from chapter 29, Become a Reliable Boss. So these are to my mind, Taiichi Ono's own words about <laughs> lean leadership. So I'm on page 94, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read part of it. One time, I gave an engineer on staff who worked on the Gemba a hard time. I summoned him, and a young woman from the office went to tell him the plant manager was calling for him. 
So the engineer came running right away. I said to him, if I really needed to see you, I would go to the Gemba. If you can come running to see me, that means the people on the Gemba don't rely on you. If people in the Gemba did look to you for help, and if they were coming to you with their problems and you were thinking hard about these things, there would be no way that you could come running just because the plant manager called for you. I told him that if he was tr- if it was truly urgent, I would go see him myself. You should not be standing at attention here in front of me, having worked up a sweat ready to see me. The people on the Gemba don't rely on you at all, I said to him. If you are out there observing at the Gemba, do something for them. If you do, the workers will think. He's watching us, but he comes up with some good ideas. That way, then, when the workers see you, they will look forward to your help again. And as a result, they will begin telling you what makes the work hard to do and ask you to think of ways to make it better. If the workers think, there he is again, just standing there. He must have a lot of time on his hands. He never does anything for us. And nobody will come to you with their problems. I said, when you enter the factory, you should walk in a way that takes you hours to go 100 meters. Mm. If it takes you no time at all to walk 100 meters, that means no one is relying on you. Instead of just correcting workers that are sitting down and working when they should be standing, you should find ways to make the work easier for them. This might be letting them sit if they have many tasks or teaching them how to use a tool properly. When you do this, the word will spread quickly. People will say things like, that person came and did this and now my work is much easier. Once that happens, people from other areas will also come to you for help. And it will take you quite a while to walk 100 meters when you go to Gemba. And oftentimes when we think about lean leadership, we think about, we go and we ask people questions. We we go and we empower them to solve the problem themselves. But I actually like you to think about this in a different way. That for me, what I learned from Taiichi Ono, that lean leadership is actually about helping people. It's about being present and not just coaching them or asking them questions and wanting them to come up with their own solutions, but actually being present and physically taking action to help someone. So I think we're all familiar with this saying also, be hard on the process, be soft on the people. What I'd like to do is actually flip this for you. And I like to change it to be kind to people, right? Be kind to people, then be hard on the process. And the reason I want to flip that for us is because, as we'll see, kindness is about taking action. And all work is done by people. So although we tend to say, okay, lean rests on two pillars, continuous improvement and respect for people. I want us to remember that no work even in an automated factory, is going to take place without people. Be kind to people. And then we can be hard on the process. When someone makes a mistake or somebody, uh, they feel bad, right? So we we need to think about people first. Mark, did you want to add anything? Well, 
I some real quick story, if I can. I was just uh, I'm reminded of the last manufacturing company I worked with. It was like 2004, and um, talking to the one production manager about going to the Gemba and you know trying to do things in kind of a formal, lean leadership way. And it kind of pushed back. And he said, "Well, I'm I'm out there every morning." And he said, like he had a lot of pride. And he said, in, in this thing he said, he said, "When I get here, the first thing I do." is I go and I walk and I say good morning and shake every person's hand. And I thought, well, that that sounds, okay, that's nice. But I, I went with him one morning, just I, w- I had been talking to him early and I tagged along. And what I saw is there were at least a couple of times where people were trying to rely on him, if you will. Like he would say, hi, good morning. And they were trying to say or ask something. He was in such a rush to go say hi to everybody. He didn't stop. It was a Gemba run as opposed to, okay, wow. Like, I mean, like people were trying to, um, you know, rely on him, but at what point would people stop trying of say like, oh, he doesn't take time to stop and really talk. And we, you know, we, we talked, it was a little hard to talk about. Um, he, he, you know, he sort of, you know, took my observation to heart a little bit, but no, I couldn't really tell him what to do, but I, I tried to frame it in terms of, you know, here's what I here's what I see. People were trying to ask you questions, and you were rushing off to the next handshake. Hopefully, I did that in a way that was kind. Well, I think this is actually a great story for when we get to the part about nice and kind, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and being a reliable boss means helping someone, doing something for others, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that niceness if we're following the motions and we're doing mm-hmm. what's for us. So I encourage everyone, stay tuned because Karen has helped me so much on nice versus kind. Stay tuned for that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how lean and kindness are related. So I have a question because I'm a person with a million questions. (laughs) So here's my question, Mark, again, if you'll help me out by reading the chat. Is lean kind? What does everybody think? Is lean kind? Please put your answer in the comments and why you think it is or isn't. So we will wait. I'm going to just wait for responses coming in. Because I feel like my response is going to be biased from conversations and things (laughs) you've helped me with and taught me with, Karen. So people are thinking, is lean kind? And that's, okay, so here we go. Responses coming in. It can be clear expectations and parameters for teams to ensure people are seen and heard. It can be if the participants are. It can be, but depends on how the leader is communicating. Um, yes, it provides ownership. Um, oops, it's coming in too quickly. Uh, I think it's as kind as any other concept. It depends on the person applying it. Um, yes, because proper application removes waste from processes, making it easier to work. Lean is a set of tools. It is effective when applied with kindness. Depends on how it's presented. If deployed with humility and respect, then yes. If firehose approach, then no. I see it as neutral. It's a tool for continuous improvement, but is not emotional. Um, yes, because respect for people is at the center of lean. Not everyone follows that principle, though. Yes, it's kind because it focuses on respect for people. It considers employees the most important asset in a company. Um, yes, it levels the playing field. Yes, it reduces waste and processes and makes work easier. Um, yes, the goal is to make people's lives easier. Um, I look for any that are different. There's a it's a mix of of yes and 
sometimes responses. Um, uh, I believe the intent of lean is kind. Um, lean doesn't have a personality. It's a way of focusing on a process, targeting efficiency, how it can be implemented could be kind or unkind. Um, we've got, it depends. Yes, yes. It depends. Yes, yes. Not intrinsically kind. People bring kindness. And 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 I'm sorry for glossing over some of the responses. I'm going to make sure all of these get packaged up in a PDF that we'll send out um, with the recording. So, Karen, your reaction or responses there. Oh, and I love that. Thank you for you know if we if we if we can share this with the recording. So here's what I think: lean is a thing, right? It's a thing. It's a set of principles, practices, and tools. And as a thing, it's not kind nor unkind. Things aren't kind or unkind. People are. People are kind or unkind, and it's so important to remember this because we can say, okay, we're going to do lean and it can be done in the most absolutely unkind way. So I was actually um, working in my last corporate America job and we were teaching, I was in a class that was teaching people about value stream mapping and we were uh, in a big city and one of the things we were asked to do was go to our local Starbucks down the street and start mapping out the process. Hmm. Of course, they hadn't informed the people at the oh. Starbucks that that's what we were going to be doing. Right. And these poor people who were just there on their day-to-day doing their job were mortified. They had no idea what was happening and why people were coming to look at their work and they were writing things down. Yeah. It was terrible, right? Absolutely terrible and unkind to those people doing the work and unkind to us because, of course, we were put in a situation where we were making others uncomfortable. Yeah. So this is a picture of Josh Green, who is the Director of Continuous Improvement and Quality for Hennig, Inc., and Brian Vatter, who is a new team member in the quality department at Hennig. And again, as the leader, as Josh is bringing in this new person to learn about the Hennig way and about how we do things at Hennig. And you'll see uh, at Hennig, the uh, continuous improvement and quality department is called the helpful department. Hmm. One of the things that Josh did was actually he moved his office from a one office, a place with one desk, he got permission to move into a bigger office and he put two desks and he put Brian side by side with him so that Brian could ask him any questions that he wants so he wouldn't feel isolated. Oh, didn't Taiichi Ione say don't make any isolated islands, right? And especially as someone is new, how are they going to be welcomed? How are they going to learn? They have a hundred questions a day. And uh, in this picture, Josh is actually showing Brian the daily PDCA onboarding problem. So for the first three months, the end of Brian's day ends with a check-in meeting with Josh to make sure that all of the items on the plan, the target, have been taken care of. If they haven't, why not? How are we going to do them? And any questions that 
Brian has. So that's kind, right? All of us know what it's like to be a newcomer. And actually, my friend Peter Ayala, one of the things that he's done is he has actually put his director of operations and his desk mm. together in one office. So the director of operations has been there for a while and knows different things are going to happen so that she doesn't have to actually be alone. And his uh, message for his team starting out is it's about we, mm. not about and he's actually doing those actions right lean leadership kindness is about action as taichi ono told us and be a reliable boss go and help someone it should take you a long time to walk 100 meters right so please remember we lead people and manage things leaders are people Lean is a thing. Leaders are people, and they choose to lead with kindness or not. Mark, do you have anything you'd like to add? You kind of prompted, I mean, the, the, this idea of lean is a thing. We say, you know, there, there are principles, like it, there's this, this noun, these things that exist, can be described, uh, principles or uh, tools or methods. Um, there's, there's kind of a related thought. And a lot of times people, I hear people ask, or they'll ask me, what does lean say we should do about blah, blah, blah? I'm like, lean doesn't say anything. And maybe I'm just being pedantic about the words. I mean, it, or it, I, I think like we want to be careful of not, like we can be informed by principles and lessons from different places, but it's really, ultimately it's people who say. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And ultimately, it's people who act with kindness mm -hmm. or not. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So we have all this talk about kindness. So now we've talked a little bit about lean leadership, but what is kindness actually? And when I wrote The Kind Leader, I interviewed 28 fabulous leaders from all different kinds of sectors. Many of them actually come from the continuous improvement and lean world. And I asked them all, uh, as I'm sure uh, you're not surprised, I asked a standard set of interview questions. And on one of those, one of the questions, one of the first ones was, how do you define kindness? And it was really interesting for me to find out that actually people had a difficulty defining kindness. They could tell me what an act of kindness was. Okay, someone drops their scarf in the airport. Someone else goes over, picks up the scarf, gives it to the person. Giving that scarf to the person is uh, an act of kindness. But actually defining what kindness is on its own was very difficult. So this is the definition that I created, taking all of the information from those 28 interviews, is that kindness is an action or a set of actions, because sometimes it's going to take more than one that connects one person's internal feelings of empathy and compassion to others. So let's remember empathy. Empathy is our ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and see things from their perspective, not ours, right? And that's the important thing. It's to see something from their perspective, not our perspective. 
Compassion is then that feeling that arises within us when we put ourselves in someone else's shoes and we feel their suffering and we want to do something to alleviate that suffering. Mm -hmm. And so kindness is that action or set of actions that's taken in response to our internal feelings with the purpose of generating a positive effect and outcome for another person. Okay. So that's what kindness is. So we have to feel something and then we have to take an action. Just thinking about picking up that scarf and giving it to someone isn't kindness. You have to actually do it. You have to give it to the person. Going to the Gemba and seeing that the people who rely on you are struggling and not taking an action that will have a positive effect and outcome for them is not kindness, right? So just asking them that question, oh, what do you think you should do about it? Hmm. It's not kindness, right? And it's not being a reliable boss either. So do you have anything you'd like to add about this definition? Mark and I have spent a lot of time talking about kindness. Well, I think that the action-oriented part is one of the key differentiators, taking actions intended to be helpful. Like you've really helped me understand that much more clearly, especially when we start talking about kind versus nice in the way we we react to things such as how do we react to a mistake being made? Favorite subject of mine. Sorry to shoehorn that in there. But you really helped me in the context of how we react to to ourselves or others. Right. Kind versus nice. And as leaders and lean leaders, Definitely one of the things we're going to be reacting to and helping people with is a lot of mistakes because people are imperfect and they're going to make mistakes. Oh, and so look, we have arrived exactly with the correct lead into, well, what's the difference between kind and nice? And I would say that after the question about is lean kind, um, the difference between kind and nice is probably the most uh, important, most common other question that I've been asked. So um, just some definitions, and these are taken from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, nice, polite, kind, sympathetic or helpful, pleasing, agreeable, appropriate, fitting, well-executed, socially acceptable, virtuous, respectable. Okay. So nice, in my experience, tends to be all about us, Hmm. right? We want to be nice to people. We don't want to make them uncomfortable. So if a team member is not making their target, or let's say you have a team member who comes in late every single day, right? And maybe you think, oh, this is really irritating, or they hand their work in late. You're like, oh my goodness, this is really irritating, but this is a longstanding problem. And I've You know, I think some people have tried to talk to them, but nothing ever changes. Maybe I, you know, just won't do anything or, you know, there's a a different position over here that I can just direct them to where their behavior won't be that problematic. And then I don't have to deal with it. And that would be kind to them. But actually, let's think about our definition of kindness, right? Kindness is that action or set of actions 
that are going to generate a positive effect and it will come for someone else. So actually, kindness means that we have to actually take action to go and understand the problem from the other person's perspective, that's that empathy, and do something to help them because kindness is actually focused on others. And I want you to think about this. A lot of times as leaders, we're very focused on the ends. we got to get this stuff done. But remember back to the first question I asked you is how, because as I always say, how we get there is more important than where we're going, right? And that has to be with kindness because if a person is having trouble at work, being on time or handing in their work on time, they're actually probably having those same problems at home. So we need to take an action that actually, to the best of our ability, based on our empathy and compassion, is going to help that person to be more successful. And it's probably going to take more of our time. It might be uncomfortable for us. It's probably going to be uncomfortable for them. But ultimately, in the end, that's what kindness is about. And the truth is, that's what leadership is about. And that's what being a reliable boss is about. Did you want to have add anything, Mark? Well, I, I think it, you, you're, you're making me reflect and think about things that I think I had been taught using slightly different language. If we want to talk about you know, the, the phrase respect for humanity or respect for people or just respect, um, you know, if you go back to some of the, like the, the core Toyota words, of course, the word respect is there. The word humility is there. The word challenge is there, right? So respect, you know, I think, you know, what, what, what I was taught or, you know, directly or tried to read is, you know, respect doesn't mean being nice or being easy or being soft, like respect, like to me, I think kind, it's more kind to respectfully challenge someone to perform at a level they're capable of. Exactly. That might not be comfortable in the moment. Right. It might not feel it would be nicer to say, like, well, you know, Karen's kind of underperforming, but I don't want her to feel bad. So I'm going to just let it go. Right. Exactly. And when you think about it, for me, that's my definition of respect for people, too. Mm -hmm. Right. That we believe that people can do more than they ever thought they could do and be more than they ever thought they could be. And they're going to get there with leadership. And I will tell you, when people ask me the third most most common question isn't kindness weakness. I'm going to tell you that mm. focusing on other people and taking care of their needs takes an unbelievable amount of strength. I will tell you, Josh putting Brian right beside him in a room, that takes a lot of strength, right? It's going to take a lot of time and effort to do that. Well, and uh, it's just, if I can real quick, you helped yeah. me, Karen, because in your book you cited, or you told me about a quote that I ended up then also using uh, in 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 my book, um, Colin Powell, who had been, of course, the United States Army General and and Secretary of State, like I don't think anybody would describe him as being weak. Everything he did in his life, and there's this great quote from him. I'm going to read real quick. Being kind doesn't mean being soft or a wuss. Kindness is not a sign of weakness; it's a sign of confidence. Taking care of employees is perhaps the best form of kindness. Again, that's Colin Powell. What a great quote. Exactly. Exactly. So very quickly, here's a couple of reasons. And I'm going to uh, suggest that 
to learn more about this and to learn more in depth and to have the practical exercises that you do uh, get yourself a copy of The Kind Leader. But here's really part one why kind leadership is key, right? It's key to lean leadership and it's key to respect for people because, first of all, people can't grow to be their best when they live and work in fear. And think about it when when you're concerned that somebody, especially your leader, is going to be unkind to you. They're going to point that vicious finger of fear. They're going to shame you or blame you. They're going to cross their arms or roll their eyes in a meeting. (laughs) You actually share your idea. You are unlikely to do that. You're probably going to shut down. That's the psychological safety. And as our friend Deandra Wardell, who's one of the fabulous kind leaders in the book, said to this old cartoon that I remembered, you know, the boss yells at the team member, the team member goes home and yells at their partner, the partner yells at the child, the child kicks the dog. And then Deandra said, and remember, the cycle doesn't stop there. Because the child then goes to school and bullies other children and then they grow up and they become that leader and the whole cycle starts again, right? If we want people to share their ideas, to do the best that they can and become more than they ever thought they could be, unkindness and especially unkindness from leaders can't be part of that equation. So here's part two. Because when there's kindness, especially from your leader, there is the potential for trust, right? And when there's trust, trust means that followers believe that their leaders have their best interests at heart at all times, not their, not the leader's best interests at heart. And when there's trust, people will grow and blossom. If I trust, that you are not going to shout at me, that you have my best interest at heart. It's going to create this cycle of trust, right? I'm going to try things. I'm going to create. I'm going to innovate. I'm going to share my ideas. I'm going to bring my full authentic self to work. And then when I go home, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to treat my partner and my children that way. And when I go out into the community and I'm wearing my leader hat as a sports coach or an art teacher at a summer camp, that's what I'm going to bring into my community. If we don't have trust as people, we can't grow and blossom. And trust comes from knowing that we are going to be treated kindly. Do you want to add anything, Mark? No, no. I think, well, I had to move along, but this is great. And so in The Kind Leader, you'll find that we have five key characteristics of kind leaders, and these really take daily practice, right? So people say to me, but Karen, you know, this is a lot. How, How am I going to do all these things? And I say, just practice every single day. And so The five key characteristics, and you'll notice they all start with a verb because kindness and leadership is about action. So the five key characteristics are kind leaders actively model kind behavior, right? Because 
we do what our leaders do. They deliberately think, speak, and act kindly. And I chose the word deliberately rather than intentional because deliberate, if you look it up in Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it means that actually we consider others Mm. and the effects of our actions on others. Kind leaders consider others first. It doesn't mean that uh, they always do what other people want, but they consider the effects of their actions and decisions on other people before they make them. Kind leaders reflect deeply about their actions because all leaders, before they're anything else, are people and people are imperfect and people make tons of mistakes, right? And we have to remember that we have to be kind to others and we have to be kind to ourselves. And finally, kind leaders focus on the means. That means they focus on the how. How we get there, honestly, is just as important as where we're going because you could get there by pointing that vicious finger of fear but it's going to have all kinds of detrimental detrimental uh, effects on people. And kindness is about creating positive effects and outcomes. Kind leadership is also about action. It's about thinking, speaking, and acting kindly. And these are the three key kind leader practices in their behaviors. And as I said, to learn more, I'm going to encourage you to buy the book, which is filled with practical exercises ways for you to practice the how, specific hows of what you can do. So just quickly, the think kindly behaviors, assume positive intent, extremely hard to do because we have negativity bias built into our brain. Check your thoughts frequently and then consciously change unkind thoughts to kind ones because guess what? We're super fabulous people and we have choice and we can make all kinds of choices. Kind leaders, lean leaders choose their actions deliberately. Speak kindly behaviors. Choose your words kindly. We'll talk a little bit about more about that in a moment. Use a kind tone of voice. And maybe as Mark, your mother taught me, taught you, but my mother taught me, if it's not kind, don't say it, right? We <laughs> do not have well, to say everything. Well, but there's that expression, though, I think is if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. <laughs> but. Yeah. And then finally, the act kindly behaviors, check in with people, not on them, listen with open eyes, open ears, open mind, and an open heart, and recognize others. And so lean leadership is about practicing kindness. And remember, for our target, I said, I'm going to give you some specific hows. So here we go. So for think kindly, I'd like you to focus on checking your thoughts frequently. Are you assuming positive intent? Or blaming people for mistakes, right? We tend to have negative thoughts first. So what I want you to do, and I want you to do this when we are finished this webinar, or right now, single piece flow, is I want you to actually schedule time on your calendar to check your thinking and to practice introspection and reflection. So I pretty much post a post on LinkedIn every single day. And that's the end of my own introspection and reflection process. And introspection, I, I, I call it introspection because I think about my own actions, right? And reflection, I think about the things that happened or was there a gap to target, right? But I'm a human being and I make a lot of choices and I make a lot of mistakes and sometimes I make a wrong choice and I need to practice more, right? But I have that time set on my calendar, and what you in general see the next day in my post is my reflection on that introspection. 
So please schedule that time and then stick to that time because if we don't take the time, we have to check our thoughts frequently. Build in five minutes between meetings so you can sit down and do some introspection and reflection. Next, speak kindly. Choose your words kindly. Lean is a thing. Leaders lead people. Kindness is about people. But so often in the work world, we don't talk about people in human terms. We use words that dehumanize them, right? We call them resources or FTEs or heads. You want to be a head? No. Or we talk about our clients in terms of a customer number. That dehumanizes them too, right? And when I worked in insurance, we called them uh, endorsements or new Mm -hmm. policies. You don't have to be kind to things. You have to be kind to people. So if we dehumanize people and turn them into a number or turn them into a dollar or turn them into a resource, which when resources are used up, we throw them away, get new ones. We're not going to treat them kindly. So I want you, when you go back to your work, look through all of those words and highlight the ones that are a non-human and then change them, mm-hmm. human words. Yeah. When you remember people are human, you are more likely to be kind to them. And lastly, act kindly. Listen with open eyes, eyes first, because we read body language more than anything else. And when we go to the Gemba, we should actually be looking around to see how we can help people. Open ears, open mind, and an open heart. So here's two things I want you to do, because so often in Lean, we think about asking people questions, and we ask them a question, and we don't give them any time to think about it or to answer. Right. So I give people time and space to answer, and then please, 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 please give people their full attention when they're talking to you. Put your device in your pocket. Close your computer or don't bring it. Sit down with someone. Look them in the eye. Give them your full attention, right? So those are three really specific things that you can do. And the book is packed full of other very specific things that you can do. Because like Taiichi Ono said, it should take you at least one hour to walk. 100 meters when you go to the Gemba so that you can be a reliable boss and you can be a kind, lean leader. Do you want to add something, Mark? No, I'm going to leave space for the next question and the responses that will surely come in. So thank you, though. Cool. So very quickly, We've had this time together, and I asked you at the beginning about how you're going to, about what you think a kinder, better world looks like. But again, just thinking about that isn't going to make us a kinder, better world. And I'm the kind of person that when I see a problem, I think somebody should do something about the problem, and that problem is me. The truth is there is nobody else here in the world to solve the problems that we are facing right now. So, so many of them. 
it's 90 something degrees here. I got the fan in my office going. <laughs> it's like climate change, discrimination, racial inequity, all of the problems that we have um, for folks in our 2SLGBTQIA plus community. There's no one else here to solve those problems, to make a better, kinder world than us. So I'd like you to take a moment and think after you get off this webinar session, what is the first thing that you are going to do to actually lead with kindness at work, at home, and in the community? And if you take a moment to think about that, please put it in the chat because kindness and leadership and lean is about action. And the truth is, the future is in my hand and the future is in your hands. So take a moment, think about it. What are you going to do to work towards your vision of what a kinder, better world looks like? So there's a, a couple of responses here. Self-reflection. Am I really practicing kindness? Um, schedule time on my calendar to reflect and check my thoughts. Um, somebody says, order your book. That's nice. That's kind. Uh, I'm going to check my thoughts every morning. It's important to remember the person in front of me is more than the situation at hand. Um, I'll reach out to that person, a manager that I think should change his or her ways. Uh, instead, I will change my ways and reach out to try to listen to his or her point of view. Um, schedule the time to reflect on interactions with my team, my words, my attentiveness to them. And maybe we can come back and read some more um, if they come in. I know you have an announcement, Karen. I have a couple of brief announcements. There's one question that came in, and I'll I can read more of, of people's first steps. Cool. All right. So my super big announcement is that the Love and Kindness Project Foundation has a new book out, and it's called Big Karma and Little Cosmo Welcome New Cat Zenny. And it's perfect for children three to nine years old, and it's about how we welcome newcomers everybody has had the uh has had the experience of being new at a certain point and it's difficult for those who are new and it's difficult for people who are new and so this book is actually written as a children's story and these are my real pets but it's really meant for adults and i would hold up a hard copy and show you but i don't have one yet they're supposed to come today maybe it's sitting on my uh, doorstep for amazon any time that you purchase any of my books, including Toyota Way to Service Excellence, all of the royalties from those books are deposited directly to the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. And at the Love and Kindness Project Foundation, we do all of our work for free. And so when you buy a book, this is how the foundation is funded. So I'm going to say thank you in advance for your mm -hmm. kindness. And if you want to learn more about kindness, leadership, creativity, these are just some of the ways that that you can do it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Karen. And um, we can always come back and put that information back up on screen um, after the announcements. Um, we invite you to attend uh, future Canexus webinars. The next one is going to be July 27th. It's going to be a panel discussion uh, with myself and four leaders from Kinexus. We're going to be talking about learning from mistakes and cultivating a culture of learning from mistakes at Kinexus. So you can register for that now or, or after our session's done here maybe at kinexus.com slash webinars and you'll be notified by email of those webinars. And then including Karen's uh, previous webinars, 
all of the past webinars, more than 100, are in our Kinexus Webinars On Demand Library, which you can find uh, at kinexus.com or our YouTube channel. A couple other things to invite you to check out real quick, uh, our blog at blog.kinexus.com. Uh, a couple of blog posts um, every week, including uh, a video that Greg Jacobson and I did recently with some thoughts and reflections um, after the passing of Misaki Amai. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, and then also want to tell you about our podcast. Final thing here, um, kinexus.com slash podcast. You can find it, Apple, Google, Overcast, Amazon, all the podcast services. Um, the audio of today's webinar will be part of that podcast feed. So a great way if you're out uh, walking or uh, on, a, on a plane or something, you don't want to listen to this again, you can do so through the downloadable podcast. So we invite you to check that out and subscribe there. Um, so, and Karen, if you want to go back and, and put your information slide up, that would be wonderful. Um, we had a couple other next steps, and then we have one question maybe before we wrap up. Um, we had someone say, reach out to someone I know needs a listening ear. Make sure I'm very attentive, open eyes, heart, mind, and, and ears. Plan to acknowledge an employee through a reward system who's excelled at work. Um, nurture my kindness more. So those are some great next steps, and I'm sure others are reflecting and, and thinking about that. So thank you, everybody who responded. Um, we have a question from uh, Stephen, uh, Karen. Do you have an exercise for a group to grow kindness within a team and grow team collaboration? I actually have quite a few of them. Stephen, if you can just reach out to me directly, I think it's going to be... Uh... Uh, a, a lot easier uh, to have that, that discussion and know specifically uh, what your needs are as well. And for those who are just listening to the podcast, Karen with a Y, K-A-R-Y-N at KarenRossConsulting.com. Um, you can find Karen on LinkedIn uh, by searching her name and encourage you to check out uh, everything Karen shares. Always a lot of um, thought-provoking ideas. It always triggers a lot of great discussions. So I always look forward um, to seeing what you've shared in, in my LinkedIn feed, Karen. So I encourage people to go and um, uh, follow or, or connect, um, depending on what seems best. So um, with that, I want to thank everybody for attending and for participating today. All of the great chat conversation, I'm going to compile that into a PDF that we'll send out with a link to the recording so people can go back and, and read through the really thoughtful answers and, and responses to some thoughtful questions. So again, our presenter today has been Karen Ross. Thank you, Karen. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations again on the new book. I hope people will go check that and all your other books out. Thank you so much for having me and for your kindness and your leadership, Mark. And there are a lot of thank you and there are a lot of thank yous um, in, in the chat. Thank you. It was thought provoking. Thank you and congrats on the new book. This is awesome. Thank you. Always time well spent. So again, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for being here.